Welcome to the Social University Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today because we want to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and people just like you who want to build their business online. Listen, if we can do it, you can do it. So let's go. Good morning. I'm Karen Taradis with Social U. It is that time of the week. Every Wednesday at 10 a.m., we come to you live for What's Up Wednesday, where we talk about social media tips, tricks, and trends. And um, today's topic is a little unique. We have never, ever talked about this before, but today we're going to talk about a history of social media. And all of this information has been verified through Hootsuite. It's a great resource. If you're looking for a scheduling tool, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get started. Oh, in August, we have, some again, some inter- interesting topics for August. Um, next next week, yeah, next week is also August. <laughs> Sorry, guys, let me look. I want to make sure I'm telling you the right thing. Okay, next week, we're going to talk about how much you should budget for your digital marketing for your business. Um, then we're going to talk about ways to engage the community beyond just responding to comments. How can you get engagement to grow on your platforms? Um, on the 23rd, we have a special guest. Um, ben Deloach with Site Mason is going to come and talk to us about simple solutions for SEO. Simple things you can do to increase your SEO as a business owner. Um, and then the last week of the month, we're going to do live Q&A. But let's, today, we're going to talk about the history of social media. So social media was officially born um, in 1997. The very first true social media site was called SixDegrees.com, where you could set up a profile page and create connections. Um, very first thing. The site got about a million users before it was bought out um, and then they closed down in 2000. So again, the, the first few sites that were started did not um, did not do well. And now that I've seen a history of Twitter, they've been making terrible mistakes for a long time. So let's let's dig a little deeper. So you guys may not remember the next thing was hot or not in the year 2000. Um, am I hot or not? Dot com uh, a little aggressive. Hurt a lot of feelings. But it was the predecessor for Facebook and YouTube. Um, it had millions <laughs> of followers and um, harbored millions of insecurities. I mean, seriously, you're just you're just begging for issues when you ask people to roast you online. Come on. Uh, Friendster was next in 2002. It was originally going to be a dating site that would help people set up with friends in common. So if um, I have a friend that I think would be a good fit for Madison, it would automatically connect them because we're friends and I'm friends with him. Um, it did okay. It, its popularity spiked in 2003, and then um, it caught the company. The success caught the company by surprise, so much so that the traffic took a toll and basically shut it down. It, it had a it crashed their servers because so many people were looking to connect. So it didn't it didn't last long. MySpace for you um, folks who remember the original. <laughs> Wow, that's a throwback. MySpace is a huge throwback. It started, it launched in 2003. That's how long it's been around. It was the like the first Friendster rival, um, originally, you know, styled as MySpace. It quickly became the go-to for millions of teens. It started with, it always starts with teens and then it trickles down into everybody else. Um, because of the customizable public profiles, I don't know if you guys remember, you could, you could do your own background. You could add music. You could add your own landing page 
tons of customization were available on MySpace. Um, and two, uh, you know, compared to Friendster, which you couldn't do anything and all, everything was private. And MySpace was public. Everybody could see your profile. So 2005 was the pinnacle of MySpace. It had 25 million users and was the fifth most popular site in the U.S. when they sold it to News Corp. And as soon as it sold, it started to decline. It didn't take long either. Um, So between 2003 and 2005, you had the launch of Twitter, YouTube, and WordPress. Zuckerberg launched FaceMash. This is what he started calling it. It's funny. Um, and Harvard in 2004, eventually it became the Facebook and then he dropped the V and it was just Facebook. And around the same time, that's when LinkedIn started to emerge um, as targeting just the business community. And they started small. Like uh, I remember being surprised when they had their first 3 million users. Photo sharing sites were big then. You had Photo Bucket and Flickr. Flickr was the big one and it lasted the longest. Social bookmarking sites like Delicious popped up. Um, WordPress was born. Um, they had other teen sites that we won't get into here, but video sharing really hit the scene when YouTube came out. And then you had a news aggregator, Reddit was born. So all of that happened between 2003 and 2005. So then you have the launch in 2006, Twitter is born. Um, The first tweet ever posted was by the founder and he just posted, I'm setting up my Twitter, which really set the tone for people sharing exactly what they were doing the moment they were doing it. And a trend was born. (laughs) I mean, come on, I'm hungry or I'm going to get lunch or I'm cleaning my bathroom is a lot of what the first tweets were about. Um, And TechCrunch reported on that stuff. But yeah, Twitter started in 2006. LinkedIn is the first social media site to hit um, the black because they were the first social media site that charged for services. They offered users paid premium packages for jobs and subscriptions um, to help their, um, for, for business. And that helped bring revenue in, in the early days. There were, and they were, literally cutting edge. Nobody else had charged yet. Everything was still free and operated solely on ads. So Twitter, excuse me, LinkedIn was the, um, again, cutting edge. I remember when Twitter launched and I thought this is so interesting. We can use this as a communication tool just for our office because I didn't, it didn't occur to me that other people would want to read anything that, that, why would you read something of someone who you don't know? I stand corrected. And then um, I got super into LinkedIn when I started my business in 2008. And that's where I cut my teeth. That's where we got our first clients, LinkedIn. YouTube um, makes a partner in 2007. And that changed the game, seriously changed the game. Um, Between 2005 and 2007, when Google, um, ahead of its acquisition, it gathered about 8 million daily views. ahead of the acquisition by Google in the fall of 2006, the site grew to a hundred million videos watched by 20 million dedicated users. And in 2007, May, 2007, that's when they started their paid partnership program. And that was the moment that launched the official beginning of social media influencers. That's when people could get paid to be online. May, 2007. That's crazy. It wasn't that long ago. Tumblr started in 2007 and that marks the beginning of the micro blog. Um, Twitter is essentially considered a micro blog too. Google um, files it like a micro blog, but um, Tumblr was started by a teenager in his bedroom and just never looked back. And 
soon after the term microblogging was coined and became widely used to describe both Twitter and Tumblr for the small batch amounts of content. Hashtags came on the scene in 2007. Um, an early adopter of Twitter, Chris Messina, proposed a hashtag for organizing tweets so that they could batch information. And it wasn't until a couple of months later that the hashtag San Diego Fire, when it was talking about the California wildfires, that's when it really became popular. When people would get online to search specifically for um, topics based on hashtag, but it was the San Diego fire that brought it into um, the spotlight. Foursquare checks in in 2009. They, again, cutting edge technology. It was the first location-based app where you could check in through an application and it spawned geofilters. That's how, you know, Foursquare made it possible for us to do ads based on um, geofiltering today. Um, they, you could earn virtual mayorships, but I never understood that. It's crazy. But it, I mean, 2009 launched all the geofilters. Um, Instagram started in 2010. It was the first, uh, the first Instagram photo to be published was a, a picture of a marina. And it was so heavily edited and so heavily filtered. I think it really set the precedent for what was to come here, Instagram, where you can post pictures that aren't truly realistic. So everyone will envy you. Yeah. That's how it happened. Pinterest started in 2010. I, I very much remember the beta version of Pinterest where you had to apply to um, apply to be a member while it was in the beta format and they had to agree to let you in. And the only way to get in was if someone who was already in invited you, it was very exclusive. Uh, they hit 10 million users faster than any other platform in the history of the internet. It's crazy. Uh, pinning be became, it rose in popularity in a year. It was huge. Um, and as of 2022, Pinterest has 445 million monthly active users. Again, fastest growing site. At that point, it was the fastest growing site ever. It hit 10 mil record 10 million. Um, Snapchat's disappearing act. It started in 2011. Um, they, it started out being called Peekaboo, but it, it, they changed, it, of course, to Snapchat. And a lot of their success came from, I think, two, two things in particular. One, you could delete it deleted pretty quickly. And two, you had an introduction of all these new filters where you could change the way you look in the actual app itself. And, you know, graphics have come a long way in the last 10 years. Canva has come leaps and bounds in the last four years. So think about your average person did not have access to filters or, vid or editing or photo retouch. So it was a cool way to look different. Um, I'm sure you guys all remember the bunny ears and the dog ears that Snapchat made popular. Um, Google Plus had the scene in 2011. Um, they had their heart was in the right place. They just wanted an answer so that they could compete with Facebook and Twitter. They had um, several previous attempts, invitation only attempts. They, um, but 2011 is when it officially launched. It did not last long. Um, seriously, they they did okay, but again, Google Plus didn't make it for two. Um, too terribly long. Facebook celebrated their one billionth user in 2012. And that is the same year that they acquired Instagram, which people told him he was nuts uh, to spend that much money 
to acquire another platform, but I'm sure it has paid him tenfold through advertising and cross promoting and being able to organize directly through a Facebook business suite. Huge, huge for them. Very notable in the timeline of social networks because it was the first time one acquired another one. Vine reshapes the way we view video and your video short was born in 2013. Twitter bought that app for $30 billion. And again, I'm sure maybe the second mistake (laughs) Twitter made. Um, I don't know that they got their investment back when they bought Vine. Again, they were headed in the right direction. I just don't know that they executed very well. For those of you who may not know, Vine could only be up to six seconds long, but it, it, it launched a very distinct genre of video. And despite its rapid success, the app had a quick demise due to apps like Snapchat and Instagram. Again, because Zuckerberg is so flexible, I kind of say that tongue in cheek, but because he is willing to adapt and change so he can grow with specific other, and so he can compete with other platforms. Um, he, I mean, they, they're shutting down Snapchat for business and they put Vine in the grave. So yeah, Slack launched in 2013. So did Google Hangouts and that changed the way you brought social into the office. It became an inner office communication where you could reach out and talk to your neighbor instead of having to actually get up and go talk to your neighbor, you can talk to your neighbor virtually. That started in 2013. 2014 is officially proclaimed the year of the selfie. Um, it was following Ellen DeGeneres' photo at the Oscar, and it won the golden tweet of the year. That's when people started really getting into selfies. I'm sure before then, it it was still a thing, but it became prominent and in, into the limelight in 2014. Live streaming wars began in 2015. For those of you guys who remember Meerkat, it was one of the very first ones. And then Twitter developed Periscope. Again, excellent idea, but the execution wasn't great. And I was shocked, shocked at the time, how many people would tune into live streaming. It didn't matter what time of day it was or what you were doing, or if they could even see you. You could have be in a dark room and be live streaming on Periscope and somebody would watch it. It was crazy, crazy to me. Uh, 2016 is where Instagram launched stories. Um, 2016 is the year Instagram started to copy Snapchat and launched their stories, allowing you to post a photo that was temporary. And that's when, the, I mean, ser- that's my opinion is when the real serious competition between platforms began. TikTok was officially born in 2017, but it really didn't gain popularity in the United States until 2019. And the turning point for TikTok was uh, Lil Nas released Um, a video, Old Town Road, and it blew up on TikTok and was shared multiple times. And that's when it gained popularity the quickest in the United States. Um, When Twitter started their double character limit, again, game changer. In 2017, they went from 140 to 280 so that people were spending more time and sharing more information. Um, Facebook went on trial for data privacy. Zuckerberg had to appear in, in five days of hearings before the U S Congress to defend his position because Facebook was harvesting information from 50 million users without their consent. Um, Just so you know, they're still doing that. Instagram is one of the few platforms that does facial recognition where you, when you log in and you are scrolling through, they map your face to see where your eyes go, especially when you're watching advertisements and it's crazy to me how much information they have access to through threads. So if you are considering threads, read the agreement before you sign it. You are giving them access to your entire life. 
Um, apparently five days in Congress was not enough um, because social commerce really, really comes out. Um, oh, excuse me. Seriously, it wasn't enough for privacy sharing. Social commerce starts to emerge with Facebook and Instagram shops in 2020. It's the first time that users can purchase in-app and businesses on the platform, they can integrate with Shopify and sell much more easily. Of course, Facebook and Instagram, their goal is to keep you in the app. So by allowing you to sell in the app, their stats go up. So they really seriously promote those ads and those advertisements so that people can stay, stay online in Instagram and still shop. But it marked a significant rise in the shift of social commerce. You've had several new platforms since then, um, between 2020 and 2022, like Clubhouse and Be Real, which Be Real, they're not really working. Clubhouse was popular for about five minutes before people got tired of it. It became just a very loud, it became platforms for people who could talk the loudest, which is is crazy. um, Clubhouse is a social media audio platform. It became super popular during COVID, but has struggled struggled since then. Um, of course, Be Real is a photo sharing app that asks you to share photos in the moment, but again, struggles because it's not unique enough to really make an impact. So, um, and that brings us, of course, to 2023. There is no telling what's on the horizon. There's always going to be a new player that pops up. So, um, yeah, we'll be on the lookout for the very next thing. Uh, please be um, with us next week. Join us next week when we're talking about how do you need to budget for your digital marketing for your business? Until then, I'm Karen Taradis with Social U, and I'm here to help. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for the Social University podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media at Stay Social U. That's the letter U, and we will talk to you next week. Remember, you've got this.